I'm Jordan. And I'm Donnie. And this is a podcast about the stuff in our New York City apartment. How we find it. Where we put it. And why we're into it. Welcome to Apartment 26. So our recording of the plant podcast got a little out of hand and ran a little long. So if this episode seems like it's ending kind of abruptly and is missing info that you guys want, please check back next week for part two. This one is a little more about why we got into plants and how that's um, been integrated into our decor. And then next episode will be more tips and tricks. We get to talk about plants today. Plants? Plants. Wow. I feel like it's almost impossible to talk about decorating anymore if you're not going to talk about plants, Mm. you know? Fair. Especially millennial decorating. Though that's not really fair, I think. It's like, that very much takes a tone of like, millennials are killing the house plant, and I actually (laughs) don't feel that way about it. I just think plants are cool. Yeah. I mean, I think plants are pretty in, safe to say. Succulents and house plants and... Small trees. <laughs> <laughs> trees are the next frontier, but let's not start there. Okay. Uh, that's a little much. Though, I was just thinking, actually, like, of the two of us, <clears throat> I think I would say that you were more likely to like plants. Like, my liking plants seem to come out of left field a mm. little bit. And really, of the two of us, you were the first to have a plant in New York City. It's true. I had a whole urban garden. You did. Yeah. In your like little Bushwick backyard. Yeah, I could link to that blog in the show notes. Oh, you wrote a blog about it? That's cool. I wrote many blogs about it. Yeah, yeah we can link to that in the show notes. You had like a little tomato plant out there, right? Yeah, it's pretty serious. Had to build a raised bed with Mike. And then had to like cultivate the soil because the soil was literally full of trash. And That's had true. to like do a lot of serious management. Eric helped out with the management a lot. It was a pretty big undertaking you went pretty hard for sure like you built that structure and then there was a lot of like watering and fertilizing that happened there was a schedule yeah there was a schedule it's hardcore it's a legit urban garden for a minute the zucchini grew but didn't sprout which is weird like the vine itself grew i don't know if you remember i do i thought that that was because there are probably no bees left in bushwick that might be true because it flowered and then all the flowers died but our neighbor had crazy stuff going on that's true. There was kind of a lot of urban gardening in that little section of Bushwick. People were very serious. Yeah. There. So yeah, plants not isolated to millennials or the indoors in New York City. Yeah, it's definitely true. Here, ours happen to be indoors because we don't have any outdoor space. But and we happen to be millennials. That, yeah, just happens to be the case. Um, but yeah, I don't think I identified at all with those plants that you had. I was just like, that's fine. You can do that thing if that's what you want. I think we ate a few tomatoes. Yeah, we did. Um, but yeah, I think that my desire to have plants um, started on Pinterest. Because mm. I was starting to see all of these like soul-potted cacti that were like four or five feet tall, making really dramatic statements and in interiors. And I was like, oh, that's a really cool vibe that I want. I do remember that. You were hunting for giant cactus in particular. Cacti. Yeah. Cacti, cactus. Actually, both are acceptable variants, as yeah. is cactuses. 
Wow. Yeah. It's just anarchy. Yeah, there are some, like, books that will, like, in the front matter, take a stance and just be like, this is what I've chosen. This is what we're going with. Because they're all right. I prefer cacti, I think. Mm. I don't like plural words that are the same as their singular words, unless it's, like, really well-established, like, moose, mm. you know? But, like, if you have a variety of options, why use the same word for the singular and plural, thus making it confusing as to what you're talking about? It's fair. Reasonable. So, like... I remember you being on the hunt for giant... A giant cat... Yeah, I thought it was going to be like a single situation where I just found this one thing and it looked really cool because never in my life had I taken care of plants. Like no one in my family takes care of plants. Um, And it's really stupid because I got really invested in owning this cactus when I moved to New York City. And like, I'm from Phoenix. Mm. Like if I were going to get into growing cacti, it should have been like a decade ago, (laughs) you know? One would have assumed. Yeah. Yeah. so it was like really poor timing and I like had no interest in actually tending to the plant. I just thought it was going to be really cool looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was when we started to look for the plant and obviously it was like winter when I decided on this. So I was doing a lot of like Pinterest research into what exactly I wanted it to look like. And I kind of decided that I wanted one of the like columns Um, And I want it to be very tall. I want it to be like four or five feet tall, which is not really a houseplant. That's like landscape size. So we started kind of going around to plant stores. I remember that place we went on the Upper West Side. Yeah, passed by it all the time. And they were like, oh, yeah, we like sometimes get those in and they're like $400. Yeah. And that was really intimidating because... First of all, it was going to, like, be an experiment to begin with, but Mm -hmm. then, like, to make it a $400 experiment seemed kind of crazy because up to that point, I'd never kept one plant alive. (laughs) Yeah, didn't we try uh, herbs first and they all died? Or did herbs come after the Oh, yeah. Well, so we bought the herbs, I think because I was, like, kind of in this zone, and I was like, oh, well, I could, like, have plants, I guess, um... I bought some herbs at the farmer's market and yeah, they just like immediately died. Yeah, and so great. that was kind of an indication that I shouldn't spend $400 on a <laughs> cactus. Oh, yeah. Um, but then I was telling my mom about this because I was so pissed because I like knew that people in Arizona couldn't be paying $400 a plant to like landscape their yards. Uh-huh. Right. That wouldn't make any sense. And people in Arizona have like, tall established cacti on their properties like big shit and so i knew that these weren't like tens of thousands of dollars worth of plants right and my mom was like oh i could just drive down the street and buy that for thirty (laughs) dollars which seemed really absurd to me that there's like that much of a price differential and then she was like well why don't i just buy one for you and like bring it with me when i come to visit And that seemed like a good idea at the time because actually the TSA allows you to bring plants on domestic flights as long as they don't violate other TSA regulations. Mm. So I've flown with plants a lot of times now. Um, Pro. Yeah, definitely. They don't even like say anything to you. But at the time, it seemed like really crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I remember thinking it was a pretty wild thing. And it ended up being like kind of a bold move. She had this thing like 
in a box, bare root, like they had taken it out of the pot and taken all the soil off of it. So it was just a plant in a box. Um, but the way that it ended up working, she like had to check her bag in order to carry on the cactus. And then like her flight was delayed and she, they ended up like sending her baggage to Newark and she flew to LaGuardia and like had the cactus and arrived at the apartment at like 4am with the cactus, but then like had totally lost her bags so that she could bring the cactus here. Hero. Yeah. So... It only cost me $30, but then it, like, cost my mom a lot of time and energy. So, (sighs) thanks, Mom. Yeah. Um, But that plant was, like, really cool. And also, I hadn't paid $400 for it, but I felt a lot of pressure to keep it alive because Uh my mom had, like, brought it here, you know? Mm. Undertaking. And I was really unprepared. Like, I had purchased these things that I thought that a cactus would be. It was basically like we'd gotten a puppy and I'd like never seen a puppy before. So I didn't know like what sort of puppy things were required. Um, Well, we got the puppy toy. We got the puppy food. We got the puppy dirt. Yeah, we like I got cactus dirt. And then my mom tried to explain to me that you have to like put pebbles in the bottom. And then I bought this like plastic um, pot. But you really shouldn't like plant cacti in plastic pots for reasons I now understand. So I had to go buy a terracotta pot Mm. and like everything was so crazy and I felt so unprepared. And so that was when I started learning about plants because I was like, if I have to keep this thing alive, like under threat of death, because my mom would be so (laughs) mad if it died that like I need to learn Mm. about them because I didn't know anything. How to start. I got all those books from the library, much Mm. like the design books. Um, I feel like plant books, especially the ones coming out now, are like big and four color, a lot like design books. And so they're really expensive and I didn't want to spend like additional money on plant (laughs) books if I was just going to like fuck shit up, you know? Sure. (laughs) Um, So I just went on the library website and looked up like all the books about like houseplants and cacti. Um... This episode is mostly going to be about cacti because that's what I grow. Mm. Though you've tried to grow some other plants and we can touch on those as well. And like the things that we did or didn't do for them. (laughs) Yeah. But remember I got that series of books by Tova Martin. Mm -hmm. Um, She, the one I really liked was called the indestructible house plant. And it kind of takes the format of a lot of those plant books where like, there's some general care stuff in the front and then there's like a plant directory in the back. Mm -hmm. And actually, um, Tova doesn't grow cacti because she like has these really bad childhood memories of like poking herself a lot on her mother's cacti. (laughs) And now as like a grown ass woman refuses to have cacti in her home. Fair. But she grows a lot of succulents, um, and was the person who introduced me to agave and like had some, She was, like, the first person whose tips really made sense to me in terms of, like, oh, this is what you do. Mm -hmm. So, like, for instance, the reason I shouldn't have purchased that plastic pot was because cacti don't like to be wet. And the plastic would have, like, held the water in, whereas terracotta, which is what I planted now, allows the water to evaporate out the sides of the pot. Just like that. 
Hmm. Which like makes a lot of sense to me now and probably should have made a lot of sense to me on the surface, but absolutely didn't when I was like, I think I was standing in Lowe's uh -huh. and just like didn't really know what was happening, you know? Um, and I think that's a little bit, the city does a disservice in that like, there's not a target with like a uh, nursery on the back of it, you know? Yeah. Like there aren't a lot of options when you're standing in Lowe's. So you kind of have to know what you're going in for. Yeah, I think that's actually pretty true. It's a pretty astute point. Thank you. Because in more suburban spaces, you can just roll up to Walmart and buy something that'll grow. Exactly. And that's like, like the plant, plants are really expensive in the city. Like pots are really expensive in the city. <clears> and <throat> when you do get to like a Lowe's or something, the selection is so limited because they don't have that much space. Right. Hmm. You gotta be an expert to make it. It's true. You got to have a lot of learning, I think. Um, and that kind of like, I feel like that was when I started like being very about plants. I was like, oh, I get this and I see how it could be done. Um, and that's when I started kind of like collecting plants and trying other experiments to see if I get other stuff to live. I've never gotten herbs to live. Mm. I've never succeeded at that. Um, maybe now. I could, if we really wanted to go that route, I'm like a little more matured in my plant knowledge. Yeah. I mean, I think part of the problem is sometimes we try to grow other things like cactus. That's so true. That's what yeah. happened. We had a tea tree, which, uh, was probably dead for a while, really. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought about that in like a minute. <laughs> we had a tea tree that all the leaves fell off pretty quickly it's it was supposed to take like three years to mature it's gonna be this cool fucking zen project uh and then all the leaves disappeared and we we're like oh maybe they just fell off because it's autumn and that's what trees do and it was just definitely dead and we kept the thing dead in a pot for a while i watered it too sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah not our finest plant moment for sure this was a little early though i didn't really know I had, like, figured out some things about cacti, but really didn't know anything about anything else. Yeah. Um, also, in my defense, I purchased that plant for you as a gift, uh -huh. and then you proceeded to, like, not care for it, and mm. so it was left to my care, and I was definitely just caring for it like it was a cacti. Yeah, well, you were in the zone with plants, it seems like, you know. <laughs> I think. I was going to care for it and, like, make tea from it. Three years. You're gonna peel the leaves off of it. Yeah, that's important. You got to. How yeah. are new leaves gonna grow if you don't let them have space? You know. I would like to try that again. I would try a tea tree again if you were so inclined. Yeah. Yeah. Round two. Though I've heard a lot of people say, and I thought it was kind of stupid, but this tea tree is a good example that like you should get plants that you care about because otherwise you're not gonna like think about them or do nice things for them. And I think that's what happened with the tea tree. Like I, in my mind, relegated that to being your project and mm. then immediately didn't care about it. Yeah, that makes sense. In the way that I took very personally, like keeping that first cactus alive. Yeah, I mean, I think that's true of a lot of things, but plants, it definitely makes sense. And actually, for clarity, the first cactus I got was not a cactus. It was a euphorbia, which is a succulent, technically. Well. Yeah. Um, but that thing was cool. What's the difference? Interestingly. Uh, 
So all cacti are succulents. Uh-huh. But not all succulents are cacti. What? Like squares and rectangles, you know? No. Like the cactus is the square and the succulent is the rectangle. Well. And euphorbia is a genus with many, many, many species, but that is from the arid parts of Africa. Hmm. And cacti are all from the desert southwest and Central America. And so they tend to look very similar because of convergent evolution, mm-hmm. which means that they are two non-related species that had the same conditions and therefore evolved in the same way to cope with those conditions. So they look the same, but are different. I learned that in a book. Wow. See, I got all these books from the library, and now I, I know all this stuff. Now you learn stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Libraries. Actually, I feel like this this was my first hobby. I guess I probably like shouldn't throw that out there. It makes me seem lame, but like only my mom is listening, so that's fine. Um, and it really like reminded me as I was getting all these books and learning all these things that I like learning things and I don't really learn things now that I'm not in school because I'm just like out there working like doing the stuff I know over and over mm. and I think that's what attracted me to it in a way was that there was so much to know and like how that knowledge really reflected very physically in the way I was caring for these plants and the way that the plants were like actually surviving because I knew what to do that makes sense. I don't know. It's lame. It's first hobby. I think, like, really in a weird way, but like just old enough and financially independent enough to develop hobbies. You know, it's like true. when you're young, you're in like school clubs and you're doing school activities and you're doing like things. I don't know. Like, resume building. Things. Yeah, kind of just like <laughs> resume building shit. And like now, at like. 25 26 27 you can finally be like i want to learn plants and not because i'm going to try to monetize plants because i'm interested in what this is and it's like you know not because being part of the school plant team will like (laughs) look good on my resume but like just you know like a thing to learn it makes kind of sense i mean that's why all those adult ed classes exist right like well, so I go to these classes at the Botanical Garden now sometimes because we live pretty close to the New York Botanical Garden in the Bronx, mm-hmm. and they offer a bunch of classes um, all year round for people who want to learn different things about plants. And I've uh, taken a number of classes with the same instructor, and he's always kind of like, back again, back for more. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I just like to like come out. Just trying to learn and shit. Learn. Yeah. <laughs> But I guess he finds that to be really weird. You can get certified through the garden to, like, do horticultural therapy or to, like, be a gardener or to, like, be a landscape designer. So I know some people go for that. Mm -hmm. But I'm just trying to, like, roll up and chill and, like, listen to some plant stuff. (laughs) Usually you get a plant at the end, you know? It's just, like, a, a jolly old time. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that is a nice facet of it as well. I think that, like... It being plants is important because it's something I'm interested in, but it's also just kind of like a fun hobby to have. Maybe this is what all hobbies are, and I just like haven't discovered other ones yet. <laughs> but First hobby unlocked. <laughs> yeah. And now, you know, I think 
being interested in something like this, like all hobbies, again, you kind of get yourself involved in like the communities around it, whether it's like the botanical garden community and the instructor I see all the time or like the Instagram community. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Instagram that led me to Bloom and Grow Radio, which is another podcast, um, more successful podcast than ours at present. But um, it's a woman who lives in Long Island City who interviews a bunch of plant experts and talks about her journey of growing plants. She now has 60 plants in her apartment. I counted for the purposes of this episode. We have 21 plants. Wow. I feel like that was less than I thought, honestly. Really? That feels like more, but I guess we have a lot of like very, very small guys tucked in, like the kitchen guy and... Some of these guys in the windowsill are just tucked there and never really move. There's a lot of small guys around. Yeah, I really only have one plant that really reaches that like landscape size, and then the others are much more recreational yeah. plants that I've picked up other places. 21 is a pretty good number, though. Yeah, I think that because we have the light situation we have, like we definitely can't be at 60. I think that would be too much. I don't know that space-wise we could even be at 60. I think if we were able to use other surfaces that weren't just the window sills, like mm. if we had enough light that reached into the room, mm. we could go a little bit harder. Not that we need to be going harder, but you know, like we're very limited to the window sills, especially because all of our windows are north facing. Right. Um, Why we, is that important? Which I also learned in books is really like the worst plant situation possible because the way that we are situated in the northern hemisphere south facing light is the best for inside plants because another fun fact is that as a human when you enter a room your eyes dilate in order to adjust the light of the room Hmm. because your eyes are muscles and they can move right but plants don't have muscles and they see absolute light so basically like every plant that you bring inside thinks it's in a cave and, like, the best you can do is put it in a south-facing window and, like, hope that it remembers what the outside is. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty dark. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just sitting with that. That's okay. Um, that might be kind of, like, a good transition to, like, plants die. <laughs> a lot of our plants have died. That plant that my mom brought me on the plane died. Yeah. And that was, like, a dark fucking time. Yeah, you were pretty upset about that. You let me have a funeral for that plant. I don't recall. Yeah, you. I was, like, pretty, like, sad about it and, like, walking around all dejected but, like, not complaining about it. And you were like, we can have a funeral if you want. And I think we just ate a lot of pastries. Because, mm. like, we, could, we couldn't, like, bury the plant in our backyard, you know? We had to just throw it away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also, I felt really bad telling my mom about that. Mm. And she was just like, it's fine. I'll ship you another one. (laughs) So thanks mom. But yeah, it was pretty dark that that happened. But as I learned at my botanical garden classes, like people who are gardeners and people who work in plants professionally really just like expect plants to die and are fine with it. And I'm trying to like keep that in my mind. Like it's not a puppy, you know? Yeah. Uh, dark. Uh, <laughs> every puppy you bring in the room feels like it's in a cave. <laughs> but yeah, plants die, and I'm trying to get more fine with it because it's like not a reflection on me as a human being. Like, it just happens, and yeah. like, 
being an indoor plant is not ever what the plant wanted to do. So we're all just like out here doing our best, you know? Yeah. We. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say it makes sense that people who do it professionally like anticipate it. Yeah, people who do it professionally too are very much like, I want this plant to be around while it looks its best. And then like if any abnormal light conditions make it look like less than perfect, we can just toss it and get another one. Yeah. So that's really interesting as well. That they, they see plants as like very disposable, mm. which is not really how I approached it. I was like, I'm going to have this cactus for the rest of my life. I would love it and squeeze it. Yeah, kind of. Name it George. <laughs> Like, I was like, oh, what are we going to do when it gets too tall for the apartment? And that literally never became an issue because it immediately died. Mm. That's not true. We had it for, like, nine months, and that really, like, fucked with me, too. Yeah. Yeah, you were doing the thing. Yeah. I was trying really hard, yeah. and it just, it died. Um, the plants die. Yeah. We kill, we kill your plants a lot because you try to grow non-cacti, and I really am only, like, good at cacti. So, like, we killed that broccoli, too. Because yeah, well, my, I just didn't water it enough. No, well, my laziness killed that. But that broccoli needed to be transplanted, like, I don't know, way sooner. And I was just lazy about it. That was pretty successful. I felt pretty good about that. And then I got lazy and it died. Yeah, it did sprout up pretty well. Yeah, well, that was just supposed to be a starter. Because it was mm. the plastic cup just to get it started. And then needed to move it i was gonna do fire escape uh gardening potentially still might potentially but we'll see that's a whole other project i feel like we've been toying with that idea but i'm like kind of afraid that as soon as we put a pot on the fire escape the fire escape won't bear the weight and we'll just like fall off the building <laughs> yeah i'm most concerned about that i think the fire escape will be fine uh fundamentally <laughs> i don't want like trash and shit i don't want it to get trashed if people throw stuff. I mean, that's fine. I don't need to go out there and water it and do, like, maintenance anyway. But I don't feel like dealing with people shit. Some people are trashy with the fire escapes. They just throw stuff. What does he say? No, I carried the cactus out there. It was fine. Remember that? Yeah, but I was definitely afraid you were going to, like, just fall off the building the whole time. Yeah. I don't have that fear. I that think. was nice, though. Once in that cactus's life, it got to sit on the fire escape. Yeah. <laughs> something <laughs> i'm like sad all over again kind of actually i didn't expect this to be as triggering as it is <laughs> anyways so yeah um that's something i'm trying to come to terms with but if you're not there yet and you're just at the plant death stage and you're just trying to buy a plant um i'll put some links to places that i have shopped for plants in the show notes i think the good thing for me about getting into cacti when I did is that a lot of people were starting to get into cacti at that time and they were really widely available even out here. Um, the best thing to do actually, if you're like very serious about plants is actually to grow plants that live like in the part of the country you're interested in living in. So that, <laughs> what a thought. Yeah. Um, though a lot of house plants are tropicals, which are like from the rainforest. So mm -hmm. That's a thing also. But if you get more native plants, you kind of have like a better light situation for them and temperature situation for them and whatnot. But that wasn't a problem because 
cacti are really like hot right now so they're all over the place um and you can buy plants on the internet now i like got involved in plant instagram and found all of these online sources to buy plants so like usually once a year i'll make a pretty big plant order from a greenhouse in like san diego Mm. and that's always a good scene I found actually that I like buying plants online a lot because they'll often come bare root, which means that like they're not in the soil, that the soil's been shaken off and they're just like shipped to you. And I like that because then you can make sure that you're not bringing pests in because you'd be able to see them on the roots. Mm. Actually, another fun fact about bare root plants <laughs> is that when they were doing all of those, like when European like monarchs were doing all of those horticultural expeditions in uh-huh. the 18th and 19th centuries, I want to say. Uh, um, they would have their explorers like bring back all these plant specimens on their boats so that they could grow them in their greenhouses and have like all of these exotic plants. Yeah. But the plants that most frequently survived that journey were cacti and succulents. And mm. so that's why a lot of really old greenhouses in Europe have big cacti and succulent collections because those are the plants that survived coming back on the boats. Hmm. Makes sense, really. Yeah, and that's why people in San Diego can mail me plants. Hmm. Because cacti and succulents are very um, resilient to that sort of thing. And then I also, there's like a place in Arizona where they actually sell like landscape plants to people who are landscaping their yards and they just happen to be by my mom's house. So like I go there every year and I like buy all these tiny plants that they're like growing in their greenhouse and they're like, what are these for? Like, what are you doing? Um, But I'll link to them as well because they have like a very shambly website and say they sell things online. So I think it would be really funny if they suddenly got like a bunch of hipster online orders and like really didn't know what was going on. That's all. Um, Also, if you're in New York City, the Union Square Farmers Market always has a big selection of plants, specifically in the summer. And that's a pretty good one to go to. And actually, I've purchase plants at Home Depot that have lasted a really long time. Um, they're pretty resilient because they have to like stand up to being in Home Depot for several weeks while someone buys them. So I found that they've lasted a pretty long time. Hmm. Like the aloe is from Home Depot. Huh. He's just chugging along there. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was one of the first ones I bought after I like discovered that I liked plants. I went to Home Depot and I was like, oh, I can have some of these plants. Because they're really cheap also. They're like $5. Yeah. And like, there's nothing stopping me from having a $5 plant. The aloe has been probably one of my most successful. Definitely. Aloe actually are really resilient to low light, hmm. um, which people don't tend to think because they think that like cacti and succulents want full light all the time but aloe does a pretty good job in low light so he's just kind of been chugging along yeah we harvested him yeah we have harvested the aloe also very useful medicinally yeah huh i didn't know he's from home depot yep it's cool i also get pots at home depot because i grow a lot in terracotta and at first that was just something i did because like I was there and I didn't know what to do and like they're super cheap and I was just like this is fine um and something that I started doing at the beginning was going on Pinterest and looking at pots that I liked that um I thought were cool looking but like that I 
that would cost a lot of money and that I like wasn't really ready to dedicate anything to this hobby yet because I didn't know how long it was going to last based on like how the herbs had gone. Uh Um, And I would just paint them to match those pots that I liked. And that was a really cheap project because the terracotta pots at Home Depot were like $3. And then it was just a bunch of craft paint that I had lying around from other projects. Mm. Um, And yeah, that was something I actually liked to do a lot as part of the hobby. Like part of my ritual around it would be like buying the pot and then painting the pot and then potting it up. And that was a nice sort of like Zen activity to do. Yeah. And now I've branched out a little bit to getting like more decorative pots, I think. Um, just cause you see all this stuff on the internet and it's so cool. And it's like pots are a really cool thing to ask for as presents mm. because most people don't want to buy you a plant. It's like too much effort, you know? Um, but they will totally buy you a pot. So like everyone has them now. Anthro has them. Urban has them. Um, I've actually never looked at Target, but... I'm sure they're there somewhere. Yeah, they're all over Etsy. Um, yeah. So the like possibilities are endless, essentially. There are a lot of people who like to repurpose things into pots. That's not so much my vibe because... Um, Cacti, cacti need a lot of drainage and like I'm not trying to like be drilling holes in the bottom of stuff we don't have any power tools mm. so um, I mostly buy my pots but I don't know what it could be purpose sometimes people will like get like vintage bowls and stuff oh, I see and like drill a hole in the bottom of the bowl with a masonry bit well, it's like very next level yeah um there might, are some plants that do okay without drainage too if you water them appropriately but you might repurpose the uh duvet thing though that's true i did so we bought this duvet from urban outfitters and when i was reading the review one of the people who had purchased it had also put a picture up of like the bag that the duvet came in which happens to have the same pattern on it and so is cute if you're like into the duvet and she had planted she, I think actually she had planted into a pot hmm. and then covered the pot with the bag. So though. Yeah, it was cute. I, I liked it, it. Fit some of these guys. Yeah, they're definitely like you can put a basket over a pot or yeah. um, people do all sorts of things. Like go on the internet. It'll show you what to do. Um, and I think that's where like the decorating comes in, right? Like the plant is one element of it and like in the case of cacti and succulents, it's a really structural element. So it brings like a lot of shape and texture. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the pot is sort of like the other part of the aesthetic. Mm. And that's kind of like, I got really into terracotta because I liked the way they all looked together. Even if I had painted them separately, like they kind of have that similar look about them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've started getting ones that are like, more interesting shapes so i have a couple terracotta bowls i have but (laughs) yeah there are some not safe for work ones for sure i'll post them in the show notes um there are gonna be a lot of cool pictures with this episode the butt doesn't have anything in it yet though because i'm waiting to go home for christmas to get like another plant haul um so yeah i think like there's, there are all sorts of design theories about the ways that you group plants together and like all sorts of classes about it, but that's the way I've liked doing it, having kind of 
all plants in one sort of like family so that the look is the same and then having pots that are all kind of similar in aesthetic as well. Hmm. <coughs> and that allows us to move them around and like take them into different rooms too. Um, yeah. Mostly they're all in the living room on the windowsills, but there's some in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And so That's true. They're pretty interchangeable. Yeah. I feel like <clears throat> there are some like that. Oh, I'm pointing, obviously, no one can see. Our far windowsill pretty much stays the same. Though yeah. It switches up every now and again. The way I plan that, we'll talk about light more in a little bit, but like we have a grow light. Um, and so the stuff on that windowsill is the stuff that I thought would do best under the grow light, so we don't have to move it under mm-hmm. the grow light. Makes sense. Um, so, yeah, it's a very delicate balance of form versus function, which is. Something that I wasn't thinking about, obviously, when I got the first one. It was all about, like, what it looked like. And Mm -hmm. as I started learning more about it, I started to realize that, like, a lot more was going to have to go into this, right? Like, I was going to have to buy the grow light so that my cactus continued looking cool and didn't just die. And then, like, (laughs) I needed to start, like, putting the plants in different places based upon their light needs and what I thought was going to, like, be best Mm -hmm. for them functionally. Um... So yeah, it's evolved a lot, Mm. the situation. Thanks for listening to this episode of Apartment 26. For more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below. And follow us on Instagram at apt26podcast. See you next time.